0: pull up a bar stool. Lots of stuff to talk about today. We're going to talk about the new Facebook page redesign, checking in on the new Facebook campaign structure, the new new news feed, and uh, a few other things. We'll get there. Got lots to talk about. So pop a bottle. (laughs) Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumber.com and John Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast, where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. Today, ah oh man, the pubcast is being aired on a very snowy Colorado day. While I'm working on a Legend Brown Ale here from Legend Brewing Company in Richmond, Virginia. So, if you're not familiar with the climate here in Colorado this time of year, yeah, it can be 70 one day and a foot of snow the next, which presented a challenge. If you were listening to the show last week, you know that uh, last weekend was the official beginning of my crazy spring-slash-summer-slash-fall of baseball, Um, where my middle son, who I'm I'm the coach of his team, he he had his first tournament. Well, that almost didn't happen because of the snow. It snowed on Friday, uh, made it treacherous to even get down to the tournament. We've somehow found a way to play. And, you know, and I talk about this a lot just because I just have so much fun uh, coaching these kids. But there's there's a lot of lessons that can be learned, and you know, a couple of years ago, I wrote a blog post about you know what marketers can learn from a little league player, and uh, man, I, I think the same could be said for this past weekend. So this was our first ever tournament. This is like a more competitive baseball environment. So we're playing against a lot of teams who've done it before. And um, this is a 10-year-old's uh, baseball team. Uh, my son's actually nine, but, you know, the kid's kind of a stud. So, And also his dad's the coach, so you can throw him on the team if he wants to. But anyway, the kid's really good regardless. Um, but what was awesome was, so the first day of the actual tournament, so the first two days were pool play, which don't really matter a whole lot. It was just for seating and whatnot. And then on Sunday, which, of course, was beautiful after – like forty degrees the day before, um, we were playing first game of the tournament, and we were struggling. We were down seven to three, heading into what could have very well been the last inning of the game, uh, based on time limits that they impose, and we had two outs, and we had scored one run at that point, so it was in seven to four. And then with two outs, we scored eight runs and won the game. It was the most amazing thing I think I've ever experienced as a coach. It was just so much fun to see the excitement in those kids. And, uh, of course, the final out was dramatic, too. I put a kid in left field who hadn't been in left field in any of the other games up until that point. And uh, the last out was hit to him. And he falls over backwards while he catches it. And all his teammates mobbed him. It was like we won the World Series. Is the greatest thing in the world. Uh, but it was a great reminder, right? Uh, whether it's whether it's baseball or marketing or life in general, you know your backs up against the wall. Stuff is hard, but uh, you never quit. You never quit. And you know what? When you fight through that stuff, it feels so much better uh, to succeed. And so that's why, you know, I talk about how, you know, I've been through a lot of crap in my life and, you know, I've been laid off twice, Um, but it, I think, and and also like, you know, I, I had a horrible job that I hated at one time and then I eventually worked for the NBA. It's like, I don't think you can completely appreciate the success unless you've had all those other struggles that you have to fight through. That was kind of that, you know, the story that was being told in that very quick half inning that I wish was videotaped because it was so much fun. So, that that's what's going on here. Again, snowing today, so hopefully we could play our tournament this weekend. But the way Colorado is, I'm sure we will be fine. So, uh, how about a quick cheers, raise a glass to the Creek Flash who won their first tournament game. Cheers. Oh, yeah, that's the good stuff. So, it actually kind of allows me to revisit last week's podcast where I talked about how, you know, this time of the year for me um, is really busy and business needs to go, I wouldn't say so much on a back burner, but I realize that um, business will suffer to a point. I don't mean it'll, it'll suffer, business will be bad, just that I can't. Reach the business's full potential without sacrificing something. So I'm not going to sacrifice coaching for my kids. Uh, I'm not going to sacrifice all the personal stuff. The reason why I do what I do in the first place. So I'll sacrifice a little bit of time that I'd be dedicating to work instead. So the result of that um, over the weekend was, you know, I didn't I didn't touch my email. I didn't, um, and I was fine with that. And I also, you know, and I'd gotten away from this. I'd gotten away from scheduling my posts. I'll actually get to this, I think, in a second as well. Um, But I went completely silent, radio silent, over the weekend on Facebook, which is very rare for me. It sounds like there are issues with scheduling posts anyway over the weekend, so I didn't miss anything. But, um, you know, this also led to... When I shared, when I wrote a post this morning, shared it to Facebook, someone—and I hate when people do this—when they hijack a, a post and start posting, commenting something completely unrelated, and they just hijack it. But whatever, um, he he's commenting, complaining that um, he tweeted me twice, I had never responded to him, and then I asked him twice what his question was. And instead he just was going back and forth with somebody about how I don't respond anymore. Um, first of all, those things are really tough to hold back on and not going off. So just know that I'm I've been there too. If if you want to just go off on people who are unreasonable, because quite frankly, look, I am one person. Um, my business is growing fast. While I'm getting help these days with answering email, anything that's that's posted as me on Facebook or on my blog or anything like that, that's me. So I can't respond to everybody. Um, I don't even know what this guy's question was, but I also don't respond to people who are unreasonable, who have very long questions, who... Want me to solve their problems, who are demanding, who um, are basically trying to get free consultation in an email or or in some sort of message. Um, uh, You know, or who, a lot of people who are always trying to pitch products to me, I just glaze over. I'm like, so I don't know who this guy was, um, but you know, you can't take offense to it. Um, I, look, do I wish I could respond to everybody? Absolutely, I do. Um, but you also have to draw a line in the sand on things and can't spread yourself too thin. Um, and again, not remembering what his question ever was and he never did re-ask it. Just, you know, you, you can't beat yourself up over this stuff. And this was again, kind of, I think. A reflection of where I'm at right now. So he may have tweeted me over the weekend when I was coaching baseball. And I'm not going to, I guess, apologize for the fact that I was busy coaching my kid and didn't respond to whatever question he had. Um, And I think a lot of people treat me as Facebook customer service, which is kind of ridiculous. Um, So, again, this is just speculation. I may have screwed something up and he may have been asking me something about my own product. I don't know, but um, just know that I deal with this stuff, just like I'm sure you do as well. And everybody has to set their own boundaries, um, and that's what I do. So if you see that I'm not responding to somebody, if I'm not responding to you, um, or if another uh, person you're you're reaching out to is not responding. There may very well be some of these uh, checklists they're going through and determining who to, whom to respond to. So is there something that can be a quick answer? Yeah, I'll respond to it. Are you very friendly and grateful? And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be much more likely to respond to it. Have I seen you often around? So I do feel like I owe you something, some gratitude as, as a result. Yes, I, I will try to respond the best I can. Um, are you trying to get something for free? Are you being demanding? Are you being kind of a jerk? Are you trying to hawk your product? Those are all things that come to mind for me. So, um, that that's just kind of uh you know where I'm at. Uh, so you know the, you know business baseball, we got to find our balance. We got to find a balance between what we do uh, for work and trying to. You know, why we work in the first place. So it kind of came full circle from last week's podcast there. Um, So raise a glass to free time and not feeling guilty. Cheers. All right, so Facebook made a bunch of changes recently. Um, I'm not going to dig in real deeply on all of them. Um, I'm going to touch on a couple of them. Last week, I, I think I already talked about the Facebook campaign structure being updated. And of course, I don't have it yet. Hopefully by the time you hear this, I will. And I'll be able to do a step-by-step video tutorial or something like that, uh, which, I, which I like to do. But I'm not going to do it until I have it. Um. Otherwise, um, you know, lots of stuff, lots of stuff. So Facebook's also rolling out a new page design. And, you know, this is mainly cosmetic. What's really funny is I see a lot of people responding to this is as if it's the first time we've heard about it. I remember oh, it was at least a year, possibly a year and a half ago, because the new timeline, the profile timeline, it's like two years old now. Um, so it wasn't long after that that I know that Facebook was testing page timelines that were very similar to the post timeline. And there was discussion then about, whoa, 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 where are the tabs going, right? And so it's funny that now that it's starting to be rolled out, everyone's like, whoa, 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 where are the tabs going? Like, yeah, well, we kind of had this discussion like a year and a half ago. But um, so if you haven't seen it, it is streamlined. Um, it's really just moving stuff around and um, trying to make things more convenient for pages and make it look, more like the profile, um, but yeah, there are no tabs anymore. But you can still access them within this more drop down. Personally, I don't think it's a big deal, because I mean, now look, you, I do like having those tabs for the the the, the few people who come to my page. So first of all, probably be the um, the first impressions people who come there for the first time, deciding whether or not they want to like my page. It's really good to have those tabs in that case. Um, Beyond that, you know, it's like 2% of your fans ever come back again. I don't know if that's true. Something like that. Um, So you're supposed to drive traffic to those tabs anyway. if you don't, then it's kind of a complete waste of real estate for the most part. So use posts, use ads to drive traffic to them. That doesn't change. It could say something about what Facebook thinks about tabs. I know that Emmerich Arnold from uh, Agora Pulse uh, wrote a wrote a post on this and he seemed to think you know Facebook's you know really doesn't care about these apps and that eventually you know they'll make it, they'll push them further and further away. Doesn't mean completely phase them out, but uh make them less and less prominent. So um I don't think there's anything immediate that's gonna happen to apps. I think those those uh third party tools will continue to do well um i mean they didn't they didn't go away when facebook said you could create contests in your timeline for example um but like Emmerich said uh, it's time to diversify and that may be true now as far as that design goes like i said nothing really stood out for me when i when i've looked at the screen grabs on it except for one thing because like i said it's all just cosmetic for the most part, it's just moving stuff around, trying to be more convenient. The one thing, one thing stuff stop for me is something that I don't think probably anyone else is noticing. And maybe it's just because this is one of the things that is my hot button. Um, on the right hand side, very prominent space, there will be an area for uh, weekly stats. So this week it'll say number of ads running, number of page likes I assume that's the number of page likes he's gotten this week which is kind of cool I, I, I don't you don't see that number surfaced uh, easily otherwise and then post reach and also a number of unread messages and then uh, notifications the post reach thank you Facebook now I'd like to see engagement there as well but um, I love that they're showing a weekly, post reach and making that prominent because I blame Facebook 99.9% for what the way marketers completely unrealistically obsessed over individual post by post reach. We don't do that when it comes to tweeting. We don't do that anything else. I mean, maybe you do when it comes to an email but we don't know this number for anything else, so uh, we don't care. Uh, and so we have these really unreasonable expectations about, well, I have 100,000 fans, so when I share this post, I should reach 100,000 fans. That's just ridiculous. Um, so we obsess over that, uh, but having it as a weekly number, I think hopefully that light bulb is going to go off for these marketers and say, whoa. So I only reached 5% of my fans with this post. But over a week, I just reached a number that was more than 100% of my total uh, fan base. That's crazy. That's a lot of people. Yes, it is. So hopefully, this will begin to shift our perception and our expectations when it comes to reaching users because... I'm really tired of having this conversation and trying to convince people that we're crazy because we are when it comes to this ridiculous discussion of post reach. Okay, so that was uh, that was really the biggest thing when it came to the um, streamlined look for the new pages. Um, I'll I'll write about that, but not until I actually have. Um, The new timeline for my own page, which, of course, may be, who knows, a few weeks, several months, a few years. We don't know. So raise a glass to uh, notifying page admins what their page reach is over a week instead of on a post-by-post basis. (laughs) Cheers. Before I get to the last thing. Uh, another little change that is barely worth mentioning, but I might as well, is that um, this is kind of silly, but Facebook is uh, releasing a new, new newsfeed. I call it the new, new newsfeed because I never got the new newsfeed, so I can't really call it the new newsfeed. I'll call it the new, new newsfeed, and I'll just skip over the new one, I guess, and I'll never get the new one. I don't know, but um. So the the new new newsfeed, I think a lot of people who have probably seen me write that think it's a typo. It's not. It's kind of my, my sarcastic way of talking about this update. Uh, it's going to have I think there's like more of a gray background, but with white boxes of content for the newsfeed, and um, it's going to shift things around and be more streamlined, bigger photos, kind of like the new newsfeed was supposed to be in a way. Supposed to be more consistent with the mobile look and feel, the text. Now, this doesn't surprise me much. The font is changing. Um, if you followed your web insights much lately, and clicked on any of the previews of posts and whatnot, you'll notice that the font in those was different. And I think that Facebook is uh, uh, adopting that um, to the new newsfeed, the new new newsfeed. So beyond that, um, nothing all that exciting. Um, I, I don't know much about it since I don't have it. I don't, just like most changes, They this, this looks to be cosmetic. I don't expect there to be any impact really on brands, but I guess we shall see. You're not, you know, the ad, nothing with the ads are going to change. Nothing with your organic reach is going to change, um, but that is going to take us. To our next point, after I get a quick drink. Cheers. Okay, so now uh, I wrote a post about this, and you can even um, you may have even listened to the audio version. So I'm not going to completely rehash it, but um, a three months, in, you can go to johnlumer.com/slash/reach-experiment. Three months ago, I did an experiment in my newsfeed back when it was first reported that organic reach was crashing for brands, and I did an experiment, 24 hours of my newsfeed, and I found it really interesting that I was like 26%, 27%, no, 28% of the content in my newsfeed at that point was organic page content, and I thought, Pshh. What's wrong with that? That's uh it seems like these brands are having no problem reaching me. So over a 24-hour period, I saw 106 news stories page uh from brands from 38 different brands. And uh, you know, that at that point, I thought this seems to be a whole lot of, you know, freaking out about nothing. Um but so I wanted to do a follow-up to that. I I did another Study my newsfeed, and holy cow, if I sound tired right now, it's because this took longer than I expected because there were so many stories over a twenty four hour period, I ended up being up until four a m doing the research and writing my post. I was not expecting it to take that long, but instead of having like three hundred news uh, news stories, which is what Facebook says the average user should have over a twenty four hour period. I had what was it four hundred and eighty four four hundred eighty four stories um and but here's the crazy part of those four hundred eighty four stories two hundred twenty seven were organic stories from pages that's nearly fifty percent, so that just. Boggles my mind, right? So if pages are being squeezed and aren't being shown organically, how am I seeing 227 organic stories from pages over a 24-hour period? It doesn't add up, right? So I'm seeing double the stories I was three months ago. And we're not just talking about big brands here. I documented twenty-four brand pages that were that had fewer than twenty-five thousand fans. And you say, "Well, that's still a lot." Well, okay. There was one that was close to twenty-five thousand. Then everyone else was under twenty thousand. All but one more were under fifteen thousand. And something like sixteen of them were under five thousand. I had one, two, three, four, five, six, six, four, five, six. Six were under one thousand. Two that were under a hundred fans. So the smallest of the small brands were reaching me too. How? How is this possible? Brands are being forced to pay to reach their fans, right? Oh, and by the way only 10 ads in my news feed I got to tell you um something's not adding up for me uh it, so number 1 bs on the whole you can't reach your fan thing fans thing and I've been saying that all along anyway but uh this it just it, it, Before you make that argument that you can't reach your fans anymore, step aside from your own page for a moment. Make an analysis of your own newsfeed. If brands can organically reach you, they are proving your theory wrong. So if you're not reaching anybody, either that reach number is wrong or you're doing something wrong. And maybe you should mimic those who are reaching you OK, I mean, that's uh, that's what it comes down to is that. And look, it's just me, it's just my news feed, but I encourage you to check your own. Because the way people talk about brand reach right now, you should see when you, when you look at your news feed, it should be just all posts from friends, nothing else. Posts from friends. Oh, ads, 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 because Facebook forces everybody to pay. Right. No, that is not at all what I'm seeing. Very few ads, in fact, and when it comes down to it, and this is this is the beauty of how Facebook truly is working for marketers right now, and they don't even know it. I had a very high number of um I mean it was like fifty percent yeah, fifty percent of my stories came from from users from from my friends or people I follow. but here's the great thing. So, 245 stories from those f- friends, 49 of them, unknowingly, they were promoting brands. They checked in 17 times, shared photos, liked pages. Again, they saw organic, shared links, commented, and liked posts. 49 of those stories, which is 20% of their overall activity. In my news feed, they are unknowingly creating free advertising for pages I don't like, but they do. Wow. (laughs) So in the end, 57% of all the stories I saw, and I saw a lot of stories in my news feed, were somehow promoting brands organically. You know, again... Only two percent were ads, paid ads. This just blows my mind. So, what what do we learn from all that? Oh, I mean, I, I've already been dancing around this, but yes, check your news feed before you make any stupid arguments that it's the apocalypse of brand reach and you can't reach fans anymore. It's BS. B-S. Um, beyond that, I learned a lot from looking at the composition of my news feed in terms of the brands who reached me. First of all, I, I, I'm confident. I feel like because the, the number of brands who reached me is 20% of the total pages I like. How, what percentage of pages you like, and again, I've liked pages over several years, What percentage of pages that you like do you think post during any 24-hour period? This was 20% of them posted and I saw it. I can't imagine it's much more than that that Facebook was hiding from me. So I felt that was crazy too. But um, what, what I saw of these pages, and I guess I actually saw something similar three months ago, was repeatedly... Um, a lot of these pages were, were posting multiple times, right? So um, a lot of them were posting two, three, four, five, six, ten, twelve, twenty 10, 12, 20 times within 24 hours. And while some of them were big brands, like uh, Bleacher Report 19 times, Onion 19 times, Mashable 16, TechCrunch 12, a lot of them are small brands too. And I mean, it just kind of goes back to what I've been talking about for months. And it's why I love that addition to the new page timeline, focusing on weekly reach. Post, if you focus on posting only once per day or once every few days, yes, you will be obsessed with that individual post reach. But stop doing that. You can't Stop assuming that you can reach hundred percent of your fans when you because they're all gonna be online when you post. That's stupid, it's crazy. Reach more people by posting multiple times. That's what these brands were doing. Doesn't mean posting the same stuff over and over and over. It means being smart, still sharing value, spacing out your content, reaching people at different times of the day. Do you know what's gonna happen? Your post reach is gonna go through the roof. I've been preaching that. And when I'm not just saying post reach, because again, I don't Give a crap about that stupid stat. But your engagement, you'll get more engagement, you get more link clicks, you get more whatever it is you're looking for. Um, so (laughs) I think it was a matter of a combination of knowing I completely dropped the ball over the weekend and didn't do anything and went completely dark on Facebook. But also, you know, this study and realizing, oh wow, I really need to get back to scheduling. So, I, I threw together another um, spreadsheet that I uploaded into Post Planner. And I, I'm trying something a little differently now. So, in the past, you know, I've been, I, I've, I took like a, a month or so hiatus from this. But in the past, what I would always do is pick a, a time of the night which would be reserved for posting, sharing evergreen content, resharing evergreen content on my Facebook page. So it wouldn't conflict with any of my other posting habits. And this was really, really effective at driving traffic to my website, uh, which is what I want ultimately, and getting more engagement and reaching a different audience. So, but what I'm trying this time now, because I have just so much content out there, um, I am now I've scheduled a month's worth of content, but two evergreen piece of content per day and i'm starting doing one at starting at 8 p.m and one at midnight my time and every day it's going to move up five minutes just so just to stagger it a little bit and find you know different times at work and whatnot um but uh yeah well, i mean I, i've already seen immediate results so i mean i shared uh, again uh so la- when i say last night i'm referring to Monday night, Monday night, early Tuesday morning. Um, I did this for the first time in a while. And the first time ever, I think, where I did two evergreen posts in a night. And both of my posts got, again, I don't care about reach, but they got engagement too, got reach that is on the high end of what I'd be normally getting these days. We're talking late at night for me, but at probably optimal times for people overseas. Or more optimal times. And one of those. And both of these posts drove around. And in one case, more than 100 link clicks to my site. I mean, that's just free. That's just, I didn't promote it. That's free traffic to my site that I'm missing if I forget to do that. So I just drove at least 200 link clicks just because i remember to schedule a couple of posts last night and now if i do that every day 200 times 30 days that's like 6000 or something <laughs> uh something like that it's uh let's do the math look if my dad's listening i'm really sorry um he's a retired math professor and fact that I couldn't do this in my head. So 200 times 30. Yeah, 6,000. So we'll get 6,000 link clicks over the course of 30 days. Very conservatively, if I do that for the entire month, which I've already scheduled out. So I also expect my reach to go way up. My engagement to go way up. Um, just because I'm a little organized this time. Scheduling my stuff out, make sure I'm posting multiple times per day, not having any lapses where I go completely dark again. So it's just a very, very simple tip that anyone can do. And uh recommend that you do it. All right? All right. So. Last call. What was that? Yeah, that was last call, my friends. Uh, so I had to ask the bartender for our tab they're closing down. It's late. It's late, 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 and uh, the roads are bad, so they're sending us home. Um, can you drive? Can you drive, please? I'll pay for your tab, but as long as you drive. Um, thank you so much for being my guest this week on the Social Media Podcast. Lots and lots of links that uh, you could check out. Just make sure you check out my blog post um, that covers this uh, this episode at johnloomer.com. And if you could do me a really quick favor, I hope you're listening on iTunes. Are you? Please. Because my goal is to take over iTunes and be the number one social media marketing podcast available. Can't do that without your help. I need you to subscribe, rate, and review, or just do one of those things. Do one of them this week, another next week. I'll take anything. But I appreciate your support. And uh, make sure you come come back again next week. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.